the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, the media. To watch the ongoing media propaganda, it's like watching Pravda. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. Because parents are, I think we are a little bit too complacent sometimes about, oh, how bad can it be? It's very bad. Because you can't be truly conservative and be advocating for so-called rights on the basis of what God says is a sin. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things. All things, all things are still, still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to read my weekly column on WorldNetDaily. That's WND.com. And also on Barb wire.com and elsewhere out on the web and be sure to check out my book which is written especially for teens and it's called maybe he's not gay another view on homosexuality and you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com well have you heard about the nashville statement It's a recently developed declaration by a group of Christian leaders, and it's a beautiful restatement of the Bible's standards on sexuality and marriage, God's design of people as distinctly male and female, and the constant hope for change for any who have committed sexual sin or any sin, or of the sin of trying to live as the opposite sex. Now, among those who developed it are some names you'll recognize. Dr. James Dobson, Dr. Albert Moeller, Wayne Grudem, John Piper, Russell Moore, Tony Perkins, R.C. Sproul, Alistair Begg, and James McDonald, among many others. Now, I signed it, and you can, too. And if you want to, just go to the Council on Biblical Manhood and Womanhood, and there's a website on this at cbmw.org slash Nashville dash statement, or you can just Google Nashville statement, and I'm sure it'll come up. Well, as you can imagine, this has produced a firestorm from the religious left. They are in a, having a a hissy fit. And I'll go into this in a moment. But first, I want to read you a little bit of this very, very eloquent Nashville statement. Here's a little bit from its preamble. Quote, 
evangelical Christians at the dawn of the 21st century find themselves living in a period of historic transition. As Western culture has become increasingly post-Christian, it has embarked upon a massive revision of what it means to be a human being. By and large, the spirit of our age no longer discerns or delights in the beauty of God's design for human life. Many deny that God created human beings for his glory and that his good purposes for us include our personal and physical design as male and female. It is common to think that human identity as male and female is not part of God's beautiful plan, but is rather an expression of an individual's autonomous preferences. The pathway to full and lasting joy through God's good design for his creatures is thus replaced by the path of short-sighted alternatives that sooner or later ruin human life and dishonor God. And I'm still quoting here. This secular spirit of our age presents a great challenge to the Christian church. Will the church of the Lord Jesus Christ lose her biblical conviction, clarity, and courage, and blend into the spirit of the age? Or will she hold fast to the word of life, draw courage from Jesus, and unashamedly proclaim his way as the way of life? Will she maintain her clear, countercultural witness to a world that seems bent on ruin? Unquote. So it keeps going on from there, as I've said, to restate the standards for marriage and and uh, on sexuality and gender, but also makes very plain this important point that nodding in approval of these sins is also sinful. Here's what the Nashville Statement says about this particular aspect of this issue. Quote, we affirm that it is sinful to approve of homosexual immorality or transgenderism, and that such approval constitutes an essential departure from Christian faithfulness and witness. We deny that the approval of homosexual immorality or transgenderism is a matter of moral indifference about which otherwise faithful Christians should agree to disagree, unquote. In other words, nodding approval or saying, well, we can agree to disagree, is wrong. This is also unfaithfulness. And this is an incredibly important aspect of this issue, and I'm so glad they included that. Well, so it becomes very important for us to cling to this truth as liberals erupt in rage. And some of these are within Christian circles and call themselves Christians and so on. And I... I'm not sitting here saying people are automatically not Christians um, if they are temporarily deceived. All I know is that this is grave sin, especially if you're in a position of influence to step out and affirm what is ruining our culture, ruining people's lives, and testifying to a false message from a false gospel. So this Nashville statement is being condemned all over the internet and in mainstream media outlets, as you might expect, uh, like the New York Times, which just published a scathing editorial saying this was an attack on LGBT people. Well, that phrase is simply a lie. 
on several points. It's not an attack. Only people that are committed to going down the road of this sin and are Christian rebels would consider this an attack. Uh, And there, as I've said many times before, there are no humans that are destined inevitably to be either lesbian, homosexual, bisexual, or who are born in the wrong sex body. This defies the truth of our anatomy and, of course, to the question here, it defies what God has instructed us. And all of us humans can change from those desires. So this is not inevitable. So this phrase LGBT people is wrong from the get-go because this is not inborn. Nobody's born this way. There's always hope for change away from these foolish, sexually immoral roads. Well, the reaction with such outrage made me start thinking, you know, what's happening is that we are being quite rapidly transformed as a Judeo-Christian-based culture into a post-Christian culture, as this Nashville statement says, and the whole influence of Christianity is being wiped out in favor of a new version, a neo-pagan church of a false savior. And it really made me think, that they're trying to repeal and replace Christianity with eternal consequences for our eternal health. Are we going to let them do this, folks? Are we going to sit around and let this happen? Now, the folks that issued this Nashville statement are not sitting around and letting this happen. They beautifully and eloquently restated for current, the current American culture the biblical standards on sexuality. But some of these religious liberals got together and created their own statement. They're calling it Christians United, but their sentiment bears no resemblance to real Christianity. And instead, it just seems to me that they are proudly erecting a substitute religion. They're trying to secularize it and put it in place of the Christian influence that has been in America throughout all segments of our culture and rejects completely the revelation of scripture and, of course, of Almighty God, where all scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, correction, rebuking, and training in righteousness, as we learn in 2 Timothy 3.16. The LGBT defiance within Christian circles is nothing new, but it is getting hotter. It is getting more accusatory, much more hateful in its rhetoric, and much more rebellious in its tone. So here's what these Christian Christians United say as they start out their their own statement, which rejects all of these points. Christ, and I'm quoting here, quote, Christians United stands as a faithful witness that a new day is dawning in Christianity, a day in which the Church of Jesus Christ repents of its sin of exclusion, just remember that, sin of exclusion, and swings open its doors to welcome all of God's diverse children. Unquote. There's way too much here to even begin to dissect. Um, a new day is dawning, they say. Well, that's because the word of God, they believe, is old news. It's insufficient, even 
They're portraying it as evil. This is truly evil is becoming good and good is becoming evil, as the prophet Isaiah told us. Some churches are even fond of stating, I don't know if you've seen this on, we have a congregational church in our area, and I know United Churches of Christ say this, God is still speaking. The the one church I'm thinking of has this on the outside of their building with dot, dot, dot. God is still speaking with an ellipsis at the end, dot, dot, dot. Well, you know what that really means. It means throw away the Bible and believe whatever you want to believe, whatever in your head you think, oh, God is telling me this. Just conveniently that uh, this God, small g, tells them just exactly what they want to hear and mostly about sexual sin and uh, fleshly and worldly desires. It's just real convenient. Well, and then they also, this Christians United talks about the sin of exclusion, and this is a key phrase. They believe, again, that people are born with these desires, although most, the vast majority of people involved in homosexuality know they were not born that way. They know that. They know they've had a choice. They just like what they're doing. They like their desires, and they want to hold on to them and have everything else change around them. This is true of most people involved in sin. This is nothing new. But the voice these folks have in our culture is um, enormous, as you know. The sin of exclusion. Nobody's being excluded. You're not being excluded. We all come to God on his terms. And scripture is very eloquent. It makes complete sense if you read it and think about it and you don't bring your own pre-existing, I wish it could be this way, to the table and you come humbly with an open mind and an open heart. It makes complete sense from Genesis to Revelation. It hangs together. It has a unified message. And if you exclude the messages that it says about sin, that tells much more about you than it does about God. So nobody's being excluded. You exclude yourself by holding on to sin and thumbing your nose at God and saying, I will be the creator of my own value system. And they say they are diverse children. Well, they're not diverse children originally. They have created their own concept of diversity by separating themselves because of sin. Their father does not seem to be God here. I hate to be harsh, but this is so harsh. What they have done here is so harsh to reject the truth of God, the goodness of God and his creation, the beauty of his creation and his mercy, which is new every morning. Well, I want to talk a little more about this when we come back, about the Nashville Statement and its impact and the fury that it is creating and what we can do as Christians to make sure that we are always holding out the truth, not lies, not deception, but the truth, and that we're not nodding approval to sin or seeming to do so when we need to be standing up in this very, very tough time for the truth of God and for the clear witness of the brethren in this country, throughout the world, and in our culture. This is Linda Harvey on Mission America Radio. I hope you will stay with us. We will be right back with more about the Nashville Statement and the religious left, the rebellion against it, right after these messages. Don't go away. 
friends, I hope you will take advantage of all the resources we make available at missionamerica.com. We have so much that we've collected over many years. And also, I hope you will check out my book, Maybe He's Not Gay, Another View on Homosexuality. And you can find out more right on our website at missionamerica.com and Please, if you are so moved, I hope you will consider making a donation to Mission America, P.O. Box 21836, Columbus, Ohio, 43221. Thank you so much for your prayers, your support, and your donations. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to MissionAmerica.com. Now, here's Linda. And we're talking today about the Nashville Statement. And if you have not heard about this, just Google Nashville Statement and it will come up. It's a declaration from a group of Christian leaders, Dr. James Dobson, Tony Perkins, Al Mohler, John Piper, Russell Moore, Alistair Begg, James McDonald, and others. Um, A beautiful restatement of the Bible's standards on sexuality and marriage and God's design of people as distinctly male and female. Well, the liberal so-called Christians are up in arms and have made their own statements. There's a Denver statement. There's a Chicago statement. Uh, The mayor of Nashville, who somehow is entering this theological discussion, is saying that the Nashville statement in no way represents her city, and so on and so on. They're just outraged that anyone would actually believe the Bible who calls him or herself a Christian. What an astonishing idea. And the New York Times put out an editorial that was scathing and called this an attack on LGBT people. We already discussed in the last segment the many problems with all of their working definitions of common words like attack. So, you know, it's just one more challenge we need to face. And the only reason this begins to matter, because the remnant who are true believers will remain no matter what the other side does, but we don't want to just bow and let them have their way in our formerly Judeo-Christian based culture. And if we can preserve and help any people to still have a path to true knowledge and understanding of long-standing Christian doctrine expressed in the Word of God, we need to continue to try to do this. And one of those things is to pray for these people. Pray for all of these apostates, these apostate churches, the liberal churches. We have them all over Columbus, all over Ohio, all over the nation. Pray for these people to be convicted of the depth of their sin and to publicly cry out with repentance and then make reparations, if you will, by saying we're going to preach the truth and uh, explain the truth from now on and make uh, make it up to people we've misled. These They are misleading people, many of them that are in these churches with these apostate pastors, believe lies. And if you believe lies and not the truth, The truth does not set you free. The truth of Jesus Christ, our authentic Savior. So if the Holy Spirit is not in you, you are not saved. It's just a reality. But the the reason this matters is because these folks are preaching inside the body of Christ, but also outside, also outside. They are trying to transform America and by creating these 
post-Christian so-called ethics. These people are dedicated and committed revolutionaries. They want to undermine any Christian moral assumptions that have been made, and they will continue to keep molding this new vessel, the anti-Christian American culture, and make it so that their so-called inclusion should be a trigger word for all of us. They're not including anything that is basic and important to both First Amendment constitutional rights and to the body of Christ. When they say inclusion, they mean those values are excluded, friends. There is no coexistence between this evil and its defense, as is continuing throughout our culture, and the liberty to practice and believe and live out faith in Christian America. This is penetrating our educational institutions, our government bureaucracies. It's becoming the um, de facto new framework for ethics and morals, you know, defending so-called LGBTQ so-called rights, pro-abortion rights. And, you know, we need to make sure we're standing up against this everywhere we can. Do not believe the lie of diversity and coexistence. We've seen how they've behaved. There is no coexistence. These people hate the body of Christ authentic Christian witness, and they cannot abide us. It's not as if we could say, well, just go on ahead. And that's what I would say. Go on ahead. You know, make up your own neo-pagan church of the false savior. That's fine. But, and, and you know, you, you won't get very many adherents. No, they are virulent in trying to paint authentic Christians as if we are Ku Klux Klansmen, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, because it's very useful to their narrative. And of course, it's not true within authentic Christianity that we are all one. There are all colors, all ethnic backgrounds. And that's that's the true picture of the universal church. But they want to consider that we are dangerous people. That's what this New York Times editorial said. And we'll continue to be put in this category and guess who's doing their dirty work for them to do this, putting us in the category of Klansmen and so on, the Southern Poverty Law Center. So each of these folks has a role to play in propaganda and revolution and actual on the ground hate and eventually much more overt persecution. And I believe that's coming. And when you see the hate these people responded to, the beauty of the goodness of of the true gospel of Jesus Christ regarding marriage and sexuality and male-female, the marvelous design of God. When you see the hate with which this was received, you know that Satan is alive and well in these hearts, and that's so sad. So let's pray for them, but continue standing up wherever we can, knowing that we can overcome this, but keep your eyes open. Do not believe that, that safety, quote unquote, and support, quote unquote, of homosexuality and gender confusion in schools, they, what are they safe from? They are safe from any objections. And your objections are, guess what? Even politely expressed objections to the endorsement of homosexuality in anti-bullying programs or in non-discrimination policies at school or at work or in our government your politely expressed objections are unsafe. That's where they go with this. And they've been building that house of cards for a long time. And we need to just stand up with the truth. The truth 
can overcome and set people free. And so let's make sure we understand this. None of us wants to do anything but live in peace. If it is at all up to us, we will do that, but we will defend the gospel. So let's use the many tools we have in America and our American freedoms. Let's not let them go by the wayside because of our complacency, our comfort. Let's make sure we stand up everywhere we can. And we can be overcomers. True faith in the real risen Lord Jesus Christ can storm the gates of hell, you know, with the truth of the gospel, not with physical violence. We can face down this paper tiger with the truth, with prayer and um, the civil action that is available to us. We can be overcomers, overcoming evil with good. And this Nashville statement is a really powerful beginning. That's all the time we have today. Just remember, friends, just remember, with God, all things are still possible. Have a great day. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.